Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Friends to the End. It's me, Tyler. I'm here with Lauren, Brandon, hey, Matthew, and the friends are here. Woohoo! <laughs> hey. Yeah, everybody's here, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, how's everybody been so far? You know, the enjoying the uh, quarantine life here, just, you know, watching movies. I always do. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I'm um, working, so I'm lucky with that. I've been playing um, some games that just be Doom Eternal uh, yesterday night, and today I actually be Doom Two for the Nintendo Switch or the original port. And later today, I just started playing Resident Evil uh, Three Remake, so I got my hands full. Nice. <laughs> for me, I can't get playing. Like I said, like I was all that my fa- my health and my family and. And, and a roof over my head. I can't get playing much. Cause I know a lot of people are dealing with worse, um, worse times right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm just work, home, eating, trying to cut off. But at the same time, you know, at least I have my health, and you know, it sucks for people to not have a job or oh yeah, you know, try to file unemployment, which you know does suck. So. If you guys are one of those people, just reach us out. Maybe we can help you guys lift up your spirits or, hey, listen to us. Maybe we can make you laugh or make you cry or make you wonder what this podcast is all about. But (laughs) uh, before we get started with the show, Lauren, what is our social media account? So our Instagram account is F2 The End Podcast. That is letter F, number two, The End Podcast. And we are friends to the end. And, um... You know, I'm pretty much going to be posting regularly. Uh, I'll try to do daily stuff. Uh, right now, I actually, um, or for the this uh, Star Wars series that we're doing, I've been doing uh, parodies of the opening crawls, but um, they're describing our uh, uh, episodes. So today is episode three, Revenge of the Original Trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and uh, uh, save all the Star Wars stories and put them in one of those highlights on Instagram. So uh, even if you're watch- you're listening to this uh, after um, we have recorded, you can always go back and uh, revisit it on the uh, highlight. Awesome. And Matthew, where can people find us and listen to us? You can find and listen to us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. You know, and if you want to, also right over here on the Anchor app. We're here 24-7. Here are podcasts, here are episodes. We're here to make you laugh, smile, enjoy life. Awesome. And Brandon, what is tonight's schedule for t- tonight's show? Well, today, like you said, we're doing the original trilogy. So we're today is just three movies. Unlike last week where we had six movies. So <laughs> we're going to talk about episode four, episode five, episode six, the originals. Awesome, Brandon. And Lauren, you are the host, so I do struggle with the readings and the launch of Star Wars, so you have the platform. Okay, okay, sounds good. So, um, well, this is the original trilogy. Um, I think every person on the planet has seen it. If you haven't, um, what are you doing? Go go do it. <laughs> it should be required <laughs> viewing now. from, like, when you're a little kid. You got <laughs> This is a passage into adulthood. You got to watch Star Wars, man. All right. Um, So, yeah, this is one of the most influential movies and franchises ever made. A lot of people have stuff to say about it. We all have a lot of stuff to say about it. So uh, we will get into that. Uh, For starters, I want to talk about um, 
actually it's actually not my story but my my dad's story from when he saw star wars for the very first time in 1977 so um a little backstory. My my dad is a very big sci-fi fan, uh, so he was super excited when he heard um, this new sci-fi movie was coming out that everybody was talking about called Star Wars. He's like, I gotta see Star Wars. But um, you know, my dad was the oldest of five kids, so uh, he he and his siblings really didn't get out to see movies all that much because uh, you know going to the movies is expensive even back then. And uh, my grandpa. Um, He's just—he's not really into uh, uh, sci-fi movies or just movies in general. He's really into westerns, um, and he's—and he's really into baseball, especially uh, the Angels. So he, honestly, he really doesn't uh, even see movies. Uh, he might maybe sees like one movie a year. That's kind of his personality. He's just not really into it. But um, in 1977, um, it was right around when it was my dad's birthday. Um, so he was really excited to, uh, to see this movie. So my grandpa's all like, okay, well, we'll go, we'll go see this movie. And uh, they actually went to the drive-in theater. And so, you know, they had all of my dad's siblings, uh, my grandma and grandpa, they were all in their, their uh, car. They got to go watch Star Wars for the first time at the, uh, the drive-in theater. And, uh, uh, I know drive-ins aren't as common nowadays, but um, back in, um, when they were popular, what you would do is actually put um, you would drive up to the to the screen, and then they would actually put like a a radio on your windowsill, and so that's where the sound would be coming in. So you would uh, you had to turn tune into like a particular station, and then you get to listen to uh, the audio from the movie. So uh, the film is about to start. You got the 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 Star Wars. Uh, words just like jump on the screen there and they got the opening crawl for the very first time in in cinematic history and my dad's like super excited but uh to my grandpa this is just a whole bunch of words that are on the screen so he's just like like what what are we watching this for you know this this is uh this is ridiculous (laughs) so he's like "Uh, the movie hasn't even started yet so he actually tunes the uh the radio station to the angel game that was going on that night and my dad was all like, no, you got to turn it back to the <laughs> John Williams. And he's like, what? What? No, the movie hasn't started yet. So, uh, yeah, that was my my dad's first experience. He, instead of hearing John Williams' iconic score, he got to hear the uh, Angel game. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Year, years later, uh, he finally showed me um, the, the Star Wars films. Uh, all three of them pretty much like back to back before uh, the prequels were coming out. So um, yeah, I got, I got to watch them at them at a very young age. They've been a huge part of my life. And um, yeah, no, I, I, this is one of my, my most like favorite uh, franchises of all time. Um, I love all the films. Even I have a lot of problems with um, a lot of the films too, but I, I just, I especially love these, uh, these three films, the original trilogy here. Um so uh, I want to give other people a chance to say stuff about uh, these films. So I guess I'll move on to uh, Matthew. Uh, well, for me, I mean, I got introduced to uh, uh, Star Wars, like I said in the uh, previous episode, um, through my dad because he was a big sci-fi nerd and geek. So um, I got introduced to these original films. Um, you know, I was too young for the drive-ins and all that when they got released in the 70s and 80s. But um, 
I got to see the my first experience with Star Wars uh, for the original films was uh, through VHS tapes that I had of the movies. So like it'd be like a Saturday night and later we'd pop open one of the films and put in the a VHS player and we'd watch the movies and there there I was my mind was blown seeing a lightsaber for the first time was the coolest thing ever getting to get introduced to the Jedi and to the Sith um just just fond memories uh, you know Star Wars is a huge part of my life um and I'm so so blessed to to have Star Wars in my childhood it's definitely made it like a hundred times better so and how about you, Brandon? Oh, man, for me, like, I'm, shoot, I remember, like, it was yesterday, like, the first Star Wars I ever watched was episode one on VHS, and when I watched it, I was like, well, I guess I gotta wait for the next one, and then one day, my grandma came over, and she had, and she told me, hey, I got three Star Wars movies, and I was like, wait, how is that possible? It's only episode one, and then she, <laughs> then she told me, and then she told me, and like, no, there was three that came out in the, in the 70s, I didn't believe her, I thought she was just making fun of me, and like, <laughs> and I okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just um put them on, and then I, I remember watching them. I couldn't stop. Well, I watched all three of them one day. I remember because I was amazed that it was true that there was that blew my mind. I was like, how do they make three movies before one? I didn't. I did at, at that point. I was six years old, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that prequels that prequels and the originals existed. I thought it was just just one thing, but so that blew my mind. And episode, I remember episode one was my was my favorite favorite growing up. Obviously, obviously because like George Lucas says, the prequels are made for kids, for mm-hmm. every kids, first target. Yeah. So that's probably why I love episode one the most. But then when I watched four, five, and six, um, that day, like, that nothing's changed. Like since that day, episode six was my favorite because uh, no. because of damn Ewoks. Yeah, he walks and then Darth Vader was was always a bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the dark dark Sidious memes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, but yeah, Tyler, as, you got anything as for me, yeah, uh, as for me, uh, same thing. I watched all the original trilogies when I was a kid. I think I like six or seven, six or five years old at the time, and. Uh, it, it really blew me away, and I think these are, in my opinion, like the best out of all the movies. Uh, but we'll get into uh, the next episode for the sequels. But by far, I think this is much. This trilogy has a much special, special place in my heart because it's Star Wars. It's the. It's a way of life to watch Star Wars, wh- whether. They have good films, bad films, or great TV shows, or great, you know, anything. It's, it's Star Wars. You're going to love it regardless. Exactly. exactly. Especially the great uh, Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, and we will get into that. You know what, Matthew? I guess, okay? <laughs> hey, the holiday special did introduce Boba Fett, so uh, we will... Uh, We'll, we'll mention the, the holiday special maybe here and there uh, throughout the review. Um, but yeah, I also want to say that um, uh, I, I know I kind of talked about how th- this, this trilogy has been part of my uh, childhood from a very, very young age. Uh, I do actually want to reflect on um, the first time I ever saw um, episode four. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the remastered edition or the um, um, 
theatrical version. I know I rented it from the video store. Um, and, you know, I just talked about um, how my dad loved this movie when it first came out. So he really wanted to show um, my brothers and I uh, what Star Wars was at a young age. I think I was probably like four years old when I first saw um, episode four. I just remember, um, yeah, we, we watched it in the, uh, it was in the evening and it was, it was very dark outside. And um, I just remember like all the, uh, the characters and the, um, like the costumes and the, the Darth Vader coming on screen for the very first time. I was, I was just blown away by the movie, but I also remember the first time I watched it, I, I remember not feeling too well. I, I think I had like a stomach ache or something. So, um, I remember eventually maybe about like halfway through the movie, I, um, I wasn't feeling too well. So I had to go up to my room and I laid down for like 30 minutes. And then I, um, uh, eventually I went back downstairs and it was already the, uh, the X-Wing battle. So um, I, the first time I ever saw Star Wars, I actually missed the part where Obi-Wan gets killed. So for the first time I saw Star Wars, like I, I right into the X-Wing battle, I was like, where did that old guy go? Like, what's going on here? It's <laughs> like, why are they wearing these orange suits? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, um, We'll get into uh, um, episode five and six eventually, but I do kind of want to talk about the um, uh, impact that the, this film had. And it, this was like a passion project for uh, for George Lucas. And um, yeah, th this is uh, th this is his uh, magnum opus. Is like th this is where everything basically started with him. I know it technically started with THX eleven thirty eight and uh, American Graffiti, but this was like the defining moment of, uh, of George Lucas. And, um, uh, it's actually interesting with the, uh, the, with the casting. So, um, you know, Harrison Ford is obviously a huge star now. Mark Hamill, everybody knows his name. Um, uh, Carrie Fisher, of course, everybody knows her name, but, um, back in the day, nobody knew their names. They were, they were unknowns and that's all three of them carried this movie without having that stardom. I mean, this film obviously transformed them into stars overnight, but um, yeah, they, they carried this film without having any uh, uh, like big names attached to it. Well, there is also um, uh, Peter Cushing, who is famous from those uh, Hammer, uh, Dracula, and Frankenstein films. So he, he was obviously a, a big name. And then also um, Sir Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was also a... Um, uh, a very famous actor and he was in um, uh, um, Bridge on the River Kwai and Lawrence of Arabia like all these these great epic films and then he's all like I'm gonna do this space movie because that's what's popular nowadays <laughs> yeah. he, he, he really yeah. saw something in uh, in Star Wars and he, he gave George Lucas a chance he's like I think this guy has something going going on here um, but it, it's kind of interesting when, when you think about it that there's uh, you, you have like Alec Guinness. He was like this well-known actor, and he's kind of like the mentor to this new generation that's coming in. And then also Peter Cushing. He's also um, uh, a big actor, and he's a uh, um, he's obviously you know, he's part of the the um, evil empire. He's like the the obstacle that they have to overcome. So it really is an under an underdog story with uh, with this uh, uh, young cast of uh, of characters. And oh, and also we yeah. forgot to mention um, Carrie Fisher was the daughter of uh, Debbie Reynolds, who, in many yeah. ways, like she already was um, 
like kind of born into royalty uh, in the uh, um, acting industry. So she she kind of was a famous name already, even though like she this is the film that kind of made her. Um, uh, yeah, kind of yeah this kind of made her become a star, but she already was kind of part of royalty in, in, a, in a sense. So the characters are actually very similar to the actors that portray them. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, uh, Matthew, did you have anything else to add with this movie? Well, with uh, the first film, I mean, I just love it. You know, the opening scene, um, seeing space, and then you just see the battle of, like, the stormtroopers coming and invading, you know, a starship. And the first time you see Darth Vader coming down, like, walking, like, my jaw just dropped as a kid. I was like, who is this guy? He looks super cool. Like, the coolest guy I've ever seen. And I remember for all Halloween's when I was a little kid, I always dressed up like Darth Vader just because he was just, even though he was the bad guy of the films, uh, specifically the first film, like I just had this huge fascination for him. And it was just amazing. Um, you know, like I like Luke Skywalker, Hansel and Prince Slay and all them like uh, great characters, but Darth Vader like stole the show for me with a new hope and uh, just a great film. I, I know one thing that, um, I haven't seen in forever because I haven't seen the VHSs in a while, but um, I know with the, the newer DVDs and Blu-rays and all that stuff, I even I believe even with the 4K releases, like they there aren't they like kind of like edited a bit where it's like it's like more modernized because like the old prosthetics used for some of the characters um, aren't there right? Like Jabba the Hutt, he's kind of CGI'd now, right? Oh, for the newer oh, films, man, so noticeable. Yeah, some of them are, yeah. are kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. thing is that some of them worked. Like uh, some of the CGI stuff, even though people complain they want like the original cuts to be released, some of the stuff that were made into the newer uh, films, like the re-edits, helped the film. But some of them also were just kind of unnecessary and kind of like yeah, weren't weren't so good. I, I do like. Um, we do have to mention that. Uh, uh, the original release of the film never included Episode Four: A New Hope. It was like the opening crawl was that was just it. It was the opening crawl. There was no oh, subtitle and there was no episode number. Uh, that the episodes yeah. didn't come in until uh, the next movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but yeah, the original movie mm-hmm. was it was just an opening crawl. So I, I am glad that uh, I think it was for the twentieth anniversary of Star Wars and like right before the prequels were coming out. That's when they gave this film a um, a title so that it can uh, fit in with the rest of the movies. And I kind of like that. I kind of like how um, I like viewing it as like one big saga and there's there's different episodes. So you get to go from episode one to episode two to episode three to episode four to episode five and so on and so on. Um, uh, I know um, uh, another thing I like about the film um, is how uh, is the chemistry between the, the three main characters, because I mean, they don't know anything about each other. They all meet, you know, for a mission to pretty much save the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yet, like within a matter of minutes, they just see they just work so well together. Their chemistry, all the actors, the characters, they just blend so well as friends. And that's one thing I really appreciate about the original trilogy, where like as the newer films happen later on with Disney, like they seem a little bit more forced, and there's not really a lot of scenes with the characters together or they don't seem like they're in much unison but in the original films they're you know throughout the whole film they're like together and you can just see that that good chemistry between the characters and the actors themselves which i really love um 
And later, one thing that's always funny that people complain about the prequels is how Anakin Skywalker's his horrible acting at with Hayden Christensen. But they always complain about how he's always a whiny little kid. Well, if you see A New Hope, Luke Skywalker yeah. is a whiny little brat. His father like <laughs> <Yep>. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just funny. Um, one thing um, I have to ask all you guys, though, it's a very serious question. And it's a question that's always asked every every year amongst nerds. Um, who shot first? <laughs> what are you talking about? Han's the only one to shoot. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, what uh, what's that one phrase that they edited in recently? Oh, McCluckney or whatever. Oh, that was uh, the uh, Disney Plus thing. Or I, I actually haven't seen the uh, the newest edition of A New Hope yet, but I, I have seen that one scene, and I. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose. So, was. Yeah. what is that? I don't. I don't know anything about it. What What, what is that? A cuss word in space. Yeah. Much. I think it, I might be wrong, but I think it originated in uh, maybe one of the prequel films where it was used as a, yeah, like it, what Brandon said is like a cuss word or something. Or I no, I think it was supposed to be like, um, this is the end of you or something. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, what it really added to the story. I think they just wanted to make a new version of probably for people to go out and buy a new hope again. <laughs> that sounds very disney-like so um but i'm finished uh brandon what would you what are your two cents on uh, a new hope well like i said a new hope i watched that when i was six years old and like you said like i never root for the bad guy but when Darth vader showed up i, I was like what the who is this guy like i never seen a villain so that looks so bad before so every time he, he showed up on screen like you literally focus on him because he was always gonna do something like major or or like gonna like do something like like terrible to other characters which he does throughout the original trilogy and and also like his vo- like his voice like he's voiced by one of the iconic actors in Hollywood so that's another reason why he stood out a lot. So, and also too that's like for Star for Star Wars like 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 you said this is like a special uh franchise. For me it's like the thing, the thing that's happened is that George Lucas had a pat. It was like a passionate project for him. Like even though at the time I, I heard, I heard a fad that I think this movie came out of the same. I don't know. I, I'm gonna ask um Lauren. Like, is it true? Like, I heard that um George Lucas this movie came out at the exact same time a Steven Spielberg movie came out, and they had a side bet to see which movie made the most money. And George Lucas bet against bet against his own movie. Like, nah, I can't beat Steven Spielberg. But yeah. Then, I, 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 I think you're right, Brandon. I'm trying to remember what the Steven Spielberg movie was. Um, we'll we'll have to look that up later. Uh, I'll I'll actually be searching that as a. But yeah, yeah. Go on if you have anything else to uh to add. Yeah, so I so I, so I saw that. I was like, that's hilarious. Like he bet against his own baby, and then when the m- money came in, I was like, oh, I guess I have something here, and then that's when the whole saga was born. Like for me, was, for me, like you could tell, there's a lot of passion. The original, even the prequels, is still passion because this George Lucas' baby. And then, I say for 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 another day, but for Disney, if the Disney's uh, trilogy, it felt like there wasn't enough passion. Like, in it. it was just it was just movies to make money. That, that's like that's what the Disney trilogy lacks. Like it, I think it just lacked passion and lacks like a vision. But, but back to the original trilogy. Um, 
So episode four, I, I remember um, when when Chewie first came in, I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like I didn't because like, the episode one they didn't even mention Wookiees or anything like that. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh shoot, who is this thing? Where, where did this guy come from?" I don't remember him. And then Han Solo, like I remember him first came out of the scene. Hey, like I was like, "Hey, that, that, that's the actor my mom likes." <laughs> <laughs> I think every mom liked him. Well, yeah, I think so. every guy likes him too. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this movie came out in the seventies, and I was six years old watching this in nineteen ninety nine. So, so that's how I recognize him because he used to come on movies that my mom, my grandma used to watch. So I was like, so I. Automatically, I was like interested in this because I didn't. I found out this is his first movie, so I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then like, it's like Mark Hamill as Luke. I like I liked him a lot, and Obi Wan. Obi Wan was, was like it was like the cool grandpa. Everybody wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then oh man, the lightsaber battle. The lightsabers came on the scene. I was like, "Oh, those are, those are shiny um, swords." Yeah, <laughs> I said when I first saw those, and then when Obi Wan and Darth Vader went at it, I literally remember my jaw, that like, jaw drop, and then I was like, "Oh man, Obi Wan's gonna get his butt kicked." <laughs> yeah, it's funny how um, you know the the first lightsaber battle is just two uh, middle aged older gentlemen that are like tapping sticks together and you know the, the lightsaber battle really has come a long way since episode four but it's especially funny if you yeah. go from watching the prequels right into episode four so it, the last lightsaber battle you you watch is that epic um mustafar uh, uh volcano battle where they're, they're like mustafar. swinging on chains and they're they're just putting all their all into it and then you go from that into episode four where they're just like yeah, <laughs> tapping sword together. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it has come a long way since then, but uh, it did uh, it did start a a franchise. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it did. Like like it beat Absolutely. a Steven Spielberg movie. At that time, that was impossible to do. Oh yeah, that was impossible to do. So that just shows how huge Star Wars was and is still. Like, like, exactly. like, like, look at Rise of Skywalker. Like, a lot of people didn't like that movie, and yet it still squeezed out a billion dollars. Like, it barely passed the billion dollar mark because the name Star Wars. Yeah, it, no matter how good or how bad a Star Wars movie, yeah. everyone will see it. That's that's just kind of a given. Oh. Yep. <laughs> All right, and uh, uh, Brandon, if you're done, Matt or um, Tyler, you want to move on? Yeah, um, I'll say uh, episode four changed my whole life around. And seeing Obi-Wan coming in and seeing Luke and Leia and Han. And the like, I pretty much think everybody here is going to say Vader is the one that brought jaws and eyes to to the scenery. And that was the exact same way, too. And I'm like, who is this guy? This guy is a <laughs> badass. And it, it some, just something about his aura, his persona of the character itself and having uh, James Earl Jones <laughs> being, you know, the voice of Vader. And it's just a, such an iconic voice that you're, you're never going to get tired of. And I, I honestly, I don't get tired of mm-hmm. James Earl Jones. Oh yeah. And, you know, Alec Guinness got, you know, God rest his soul. 
Um, to me personally, uh, I kind of I did like the chemistry with Alec and um, Mark Hamill for a bit, even though it was a short time period. And then once we get to the next episode, it rekindles. And to me, that just shows the dedication of what Alec brought into this movie to make Mark Hamill, make Han, and make well Mark Hamill make um, Harrison Ford better, and then make also you know Carrie Fisher better too because. He was the father of that film, and he was teaching his kids how to be become a better, you know, actor and actress, you know, in the years coming. And that, I think that's the beauty. Oh, of totally, too. totally. Yeah, actually, um, real quick, I want to um, bring up a, a documentary uh, on the making of Star Wars called, I think it came out um, around when the uh, DVDs were released, because I remember it was a it was a bonus feature on um, on the bonus yes. uh, DVD that came with the, the trilogy. And it was called uh, Empire of Dreams. And that, that's one of my all-time yes. like, favorite making of documentaries because it goes into the, the entire history of um, like the moment George Lucas thought of this, uh, this um, space opera and then all the way through um, you know, the um, episode five and episode six and just uh, the, the whole making of story along the way. It's, it's a very, very fascinating uh, documentary yeah. for sure so i'd re- recommend checking out the uh, empire of dreams and uh you, you heard it first yes yeah, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> yeah I, I watched that probably as many times as i've seen uh, episode four to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I, I love that documentary um i feel like i was gonna say something else about uh, um the prequel or uh, the prequels the original trilogy <laughs> that's what we're talking about uh but do you guys have anything else to say here Oh yeah, one more thing. Like, I, like when I watched them the first time, I actually thought Wookiees existed in, in the world uh, because that costume looked so. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. That costume looked so. I was six years old. I thought that that costume looked so realistic. I thought Wookiees were real, and and I asked my mom, "Did they where where did they live in the world?" Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they live in uh, they live in those tree houses that you can see in the holiday special. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I said, like episode one was was awesome to me when I was little, but then when episode four, five, and six, I watched them all in one day. Oh yeah, like I um I I love like the original trilogy and and yeah, it's still tough to tough to prequels. Even though episode three is my second favorite of all time, like still like it can't it can't beat the you can't compare the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy. Like totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. They don't come. All right, well, if you guys are ready, we can move on to uh, the next film. Okay, okay. So uh, the next film is Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. And like I said, this is the first Star Wars film to theatrically feature the um, episode number. And that was actually kind of a callback to um, the uh, like those uh, like Flash Gordon science fiction serials from like the 1940s, mm-hmm. where um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but uh, that was where, like, when you saw a movie in the uh, 1930s and 40s, they would often have um, a chapter of a serial. It was almost like kind of like a television show, and you'd get one episode right before your uh, your movie. And so there was a lot of, uh, like, science fiction ones. But what they would do is um, they, they would just kind of, like, start you off from, like, where the last episode left off. And then so you'd be just kind of thrown into the action, and you didn't always know what the backstory was. 
but it didn't really matter. You can, you're just like, Hey, what's going on? I, I really like this. This is really cool. So uh, that's kind of what George Lucas was going for with, uh, with um, that using episodes and like if you're if you're watching you're like why did he just start with episode four five and six that's so random but um it was it was a throwback because yeah. you know you're just kind of thrown into the uh into the action there and just like those uh uh serials from you know the 1940s and uh that but empire strikes back was um you know to follow up one of the the biggest science fiction movies of all time you, he's they somehow made it even bigger than the previous film. And that's, uh, that really oh, says yeah. a lot. Um, this is, I, I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, like when I was younger, uh, we just finished watching episode four and we went to the, uh, the video store to rent episode five. And I really wanted to rent uh, Batman mask of the phantasm. But my, my dad was like, no, no, we got to watch episode five. Uh, and I was like, no, he's like, no, you'll love this movie. And yeah, I gotta say this is uh, this is like one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, what one of the greatest sequels ever made. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, th- this is where Luke Skywalker's journey, real uh, like to becoming a, a hero, like really takes off. This is where everything from the first film it seemed like it was pretty straightforward. Now it's like there's. Uh, he starts to learn stuff about the force in the in the universe that he doesn't um, he he doesn't he knows that there there's more to this that he he uh, uh, that Obi Wan like never told him about like for instance the twist that everybody knows uh, Luke Skywalker is the son of uh, Darth Vader and yeah like Luke is like what you know Obi Wan told me that he was a uh, like, you know, he was killed by my by Darth Vader, but like doesn't like he he doesn't know what's going on, and and there's more to the story, and uh, it's a much darker film than um, the previous one too. There's a like the yes. lightsaber battle between Luke and Darth Vader is a, a lot more brutal than the one in uh, oh. uh, between Obi Wan and, and uh, <laughs> Darth Vader in the. Well, it also had a bigger budget. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They made a lot of money with the last one, so they can go all out with Which this one. Now, obviously, <laughs> um, this is also where we get to meet uh, Yoda for the first time, and yep. I just I love how you, you watch him in the prequels, and he's like this serious Jedi. He's he's like this very sophisticated, wise old man that uh, everybody looks up to. He trains all the Jedi, and he's just the know-it-all that everybody everybody looks up to in episode five he's just this senile old man that lives by himself <laughs> and he, uh, he likes to cook soup for himself and he likes to steal other people's food um i always like the part where he like breaks into luke's lunchbox <laughs> and steals a taquito or something <laughs> I didn't know that thing. <laughs> yeah um, but I don't want to hog the uh, spotlight here, so I want to move on to Matthew. If you have stuff to say about this film, I'm sure you do. Well, it's funny because in the first one, I was just so mind blown from it. I remember as a kid, shockingly enough, this one was my least favorite out of the yeah. original trilogy. Wow. Yes, I thought it was very boring because there's a lot of dialogue in it. I'm as a kid, I was more fascinated in the action things like mm-hmm. that. But in this film, it's a very dramatic film. There's a lot of things that take place and that happen. That is very. This is a very dialogue-driven film. But um, as getting 
uh, as I got older, I, I very much appreciate this film a lot more. It is one of my favorites, maybe one of, if not the best of out of all of them. But I mean, there's so many things that happen, you know, again, the reveal of the, the father-son re- relationship and parentage of uh, Luke and Darth Vader. And that are not just that, um, Han Solo being uh, taken down in, like and being turned into, was it a carbonite? Carbonite. A carbonite chamber, some of that? You know, and later you see a romance between him and Leia, where in the original films, in the first film, it, you, Luke was the the main hero. So, like, when you see the princess and you see Luke, you think, you know, they got a thing going on, you know, save the princess and this kind of stuff. But later Han Solo, who's more of like the bad boy kind of-esque mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. he's the one that the princess ultimately falls in love with and the two of them do. And, you know, you see him, how he ends up during the film and later the thing about this movie that is just so amazing that is different from the, the that's different from a new hope and different from return of the jedi is that this movie does not end on a good note True. <laughs> it makes me want for more you know there's it's a very depressing ending and later you're just kind of like what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next but you gotta wait a few years at least when it came <laughs> out you had to wait just imagine so seeing this for the first time in 19 and Yes. You, the film leaves you with Han Solo frozen in carbonite. Um, Luke Skywalker's hand is dismembered, while actually while also revealing that he is the son of Darth Vader. Uh, so obviously Obi Wan lied to him, and uh, yeah, everybody's all uh, everybody's just like the Empire is still out there. They're still uh, um, they're stronger, they're stronger than, than ever. ever. Like it, it's a very depressing movie, but uh, it leaves you wanting <laughs> yeah. to wanting to go on and uh, and watch uh, episode six, which didn't come out for three more years after that. Yeah, the equivalent to this movie nowadays would probably be um, Infinity Wars, uh, and later Endgame being the movie that come out a year later oh. on because I. Again, with the Empire, when Empire came out, people were like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? But I mean, as for us as kids seeing it, we have the VHSs and the DVDs already out, so we can watch mm-hmm. it right away. I know there's a meme yeah. that goes on where there's like kids who uh, they watch the Avengers movies and they see Endgame and they're like, oh, I want to see, or, no, I, they, they see Infinity Wars and how depressing the ending is. And they're like, I want to see Endgame. The de- and the parents are like, no, you have to wait a year like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, for Star Wars, I do the same thing. I like, I I'd show them a new hope, and later wait another year, and then to show them the Empire, and later show them, <clears throat> show them Return of the Jedi a year later on, so at least they can have that anticipation. Because I feel like if you watch them all s- s- one after the other, it kind of loses that that kind of uh, emotion yeah. that you would as a first time viewer. Well, I watch all three of them in one in one day, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I could have stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> right. How about you? How about you, Brandon? What are your thoughts on um the the fifth this film? One I easily lo- like. Like I was getting tired. I remember I was watching the first one, and then I watched this one, and I was getting tired. Right, I was like, oh man, like my eyes are getting red because I was watching the screen like forever. So this movie literally cut, like made me watch the episode six because. This was a very, very, very good movie, and like, again, I was like, like you said, like this movie was like very dark. It's aimed for adults, but I don't know. Like I was six years old, and I was 
it caught my attention because Darth Vader was a huge badass. And like, like I said, too, he was the first villain I rooted for. Every movie when I was little I watched, I was like, I hated the bad guy. I was rooting against him. But then when Darth Vader came, I was like, damn, I can't root against him. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember seeing Yoda for the first time. I was like, hey, a Muppet. <laughs> I, remember when, hey, I remember when i was younger i i used to think like you know they said oh this is yoda and i was like like what who's yogurt i, I always thought his name was yogurt <laughs> yogurt baseball <laughs> yeah i thought like oh, i literally right away i was like hey i'm up it I, like, I thought kermit and miss piggy were gonna pop out soon i was like what the heck's going on here yeah. <laughs> which uh, Frank Oz did voice uh you know who vo- voiced Yoda also voiced uh, Miss Piggy and Grover and like all these these Muppets so uh yeah you're not far off there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I remember when that came out that 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 made me like like I was tripping because I was like wait a minute like wait, did the Muppets exist in the Star Wars universe or what <laughs> 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 yeah, so I remember Yoda was all Mac with my favorite character in, in the movie because I yeah. was a huge Muppets fan. Like I, I remember, um, um, uh, Muppet Treasure Island came out. I was like one of my favorite movies growing up because Tim mm. Curry was the best and the freaking last is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I remember <laughs> the the movie, the whole movie. I just couldn't stop. I remember even the next day I watched the fifth one, even though episode six is my is my favorite all time. I remember I watched episode five. Um, again the next day first because the Hoth battle just man that was like that that battle was I rewind that battle a lot when I was little because that just seeing the snow and everything it was just that battle was amazing seeing those giant robots like I, I never like, like before Star Wars I never seen anything like that like ama- amazing to me. And then when, when it happened to Han Solo, mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? With all the good guys are losing. Like, I was like freaking out because I've never seen the bad guys win. Like, like literally the bad guys win in episode five pretty much. And then Bo- Boba Fett, I don't know. Like, I, I know everybody gets crazy about him. I always thought he was just uh, just another guy because Darth Vader was in the movie. So I was like, ah, he's just another guy to me. I- <laughs> <laughs> I still, even to this day, I still don't know the obsession with Boba Fett. Still, I still don't know. I can't see it. Like he's like he's a he's a cool villain, but I just can't see the obsession of them. Well, you never saw the holiday episode, so that's why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, for the last time, stop bringing up the holiday special. <laughs> All right, Tyler. How about you? How, what are your thoughts uh, and impressions on episode five? Uh, all I gotta say is uh, I, I am your tough. father. Um, you are? No, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> but um, nah, this this movie just, you know, this is probably like what, like Lauren said, this is probably one of the best sequels. You know, other than mm-hmm. to the Godfather Part Two, um. This is by far one of the best sequels I've seen since I was a kid, and this this film is very very dark. I'm pretty sure everybody's saying it. It's very dark. It's it wanted more attention to the adults, and they sure got it. And Vader in that film was just a dominant force 
like not giving a oh. rat's ass about anybody. And to me, as a kid, I was like frightened by him. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this guy <laughs> as an adult now. <laughs> but um, just just the film in general, like Luke, you know, finding ways of the force, you know, we get the introduce of Yoda and Yoda is being a senile old man. And not only that, we got the introduction into Lando. How can we not talk uh, about Lando? Lando was... <laughs> it, he's honestly yeah. one of my all-time favorite Star Wars characters. I I love him in this film. This is he, he's just like the, like the coolest guy. He just lives in this this. He has a whole city to himself, and he has like all his his friends and staff live there with him, and he wears all these like capes and stuff. Like, he's just the coolest guy ever. <laughs> it's like if if Han Solo was like ten times cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like you want to have like exactly a beer with him like throughout the whole day. <laughs> and but L- Lando in that film, we get the introduction to him. I thought, you know, at first I was like a little, you know, questioned about him, but like when I start watching the film and seeing like, oh yeah, he's you know a good guy. He's funny, and. You know, he's he's one of those iconic characters in that film. It's such, you know, cool. I mean, we talked about Solo when we were talking about Donna Glover. It, it It's spot on. It's similar if you look at, you know, diagonally and look at them similar because, you know, here's Donna Glover as, a, you know, a young Lando <laughs> and here's Lando. Exactly. Uh, I forgot the actor's uh, name. Lauren, honestly, uh, I keep forgetting. I think it's um oh, Aldrich Emmerich, I think. I, I think that's his name, who played Han Solo. Oh, are we, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking? Oh, are you talking about? Uh, I'm, I'm talking oh. about Lando, man. You're, oh, I'm, you're well, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Solo for a second. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, Lando Calrissian in the original trilogy, that was uh, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Like, good God, man. Like, he's such a great actor and. And the fighting scene between Luke and Vader was brutal. And obviously the line of the movie, no, Luke, I am your father. I was like, as a kid, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and just, I wanted more. And once the movie ended, I was like, I need more. Like, we didn't get the sixth film until my grandma bought the whole box. And... We finally saw the sixth film and I was blown away. So that's my that's my experience on the film. All right. film. Hey guys, I have a, I have a yeah. question. I I I'm real. I have a really bad memory. I always get mixed up between the two films, five and six. Now is um now is the emperor introduced in the fifth film or the sixth film? I know he's okay. in the sixth film for sure, but in in the fifth film, a does he make cap- a brief cameo? Yeah. He yeah, does. He's, he's a hologram. A hologram. Uh, one thing we do have to mention is in the original movie, he was not played by uh, Ian McDermott in um, episode five. It was some other actor. And then in episode six, that's where they introduced Ian McDermott, who you know we all know and love as the Emperor. <laughs> and, um, and of course, he yeah. came back for the prequels and did all those movies. But then when they released uh, the original trilogy on... Um, I think it was on on when it was released on DVD, uh, like when episode three was coming out, they got Ian McDermott to, you know, they put on all his emperor makeup and 
reshot all the scenes from like the hologram in episode five and put them over the original actor. And that's one of the few changes to the original trilogy I have absolutely no problem with because any more Ian McDermott yeah. I am okay with, yeah. even though his appearance in Rise of Skywalker doesn't really make sense, oh. but we'll get into that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah well, I will. will, will, will but, yeah, I'm hold it. We're about to get into him with the Return of the Jedi here. Well, there's one thing I think also I could be completely wrong, but I think I read somewhere that in then in the Empire Strikes Back, when they introduce the Emperor in the hologram, it's not even I think it's a female who plays the Emperor, not the voice, but I mean a person of the image. I think it is it might have been a female be. who was like I think that I think I read something about that. I could be completely wrong, but I think I read somewhere where it said it was a female who's actually dressed up like the emperor with all the makeup. But it was like a, a guy who did a voiceover like it's been a of the while emperor. Since the VHS version, like, but I remembered you could hardly see his face. So yeah, yes, you can hardly I was see about to face, bring that up too. In the Disney Disney Plus and then the Blu-rays, you could totally tell it's it's um, the emperor that we all know. Yeah, but the VHS, yeah. I remember, I remember, like he was like all blurry and looked like a, he he looked like a, he, he, I remember he had a face that creeped me out. So I remember as a kid, I had to forward that part. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, before we move on, does anybody else? Uh, have to one say about one the more thing film? is, um, one thing that people often forget is that, or honestly don't even know about, is that uh, episode. Five and six were not directed by George Lucas. So episode episode five was directed by I forget the guy's name. I'll look it up here. But he directed um, RoboCop two. That was one of um, his films that he did. And then um, episode six, I don't think that director really did much. But uh, yeah, George Lucas only directed um, episode four, and of course um, the prequels. So he's in all all the Star Wars films, he's only directed four of them. Yep. Yeah, that's which correct. is correct. Uh, but yeah, uh, anybody else have anything to say about uh, uh, episode five here before we move on? Oh no, I'm cool. good. So, episode six, Yay. Return of the Jedi, which originally was going to be called Revenge of the Jedi, mm-hmm. but you know George Lucas wow. said no. We we got you know, the revenge really isn't like a, a a trait that the Jedi use. We have to do something a little more like lighthearted. So that's where it was Return of the Jedi. And honestly, I feel like that's a pretty fitting name. And they use revenge later for Episode Three, which is Revenge of the Sith. So you know that makes a lot more sense to use it in in that title. It was very it was very close though because they they literally yeah. made posters and said the Revenge of the Jedi. Like they're actually yeah. Even. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Return of the Jedi. This is the for yeah, for for nearly a uh, 35 40 years, this was the final chapter in the entire Star uh, Star Wars saga. So th- this wrapped up everything yep. for uh for for many years until, you know, obviously episode 7, which we'll we'll get into that. Um but this yeah, th- this it, all the unanswered questions in episode five were later followed up with, with this movie. So episode five left you on a huge cliffhanger. Uh, and then this is where episode six came into place. Now, um, real quick fun fact here that uh, not too many people know about. 
Um, one of the original directors that George Lucas contacted to uh, direct Return of the Jedi was David Lynch. Really? Yeah. Can you wow. imagine David Lynch's Return of the Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> it would probably end with the uh, Luke Skywalker taking off the mask of Darth Vader, and it ends up being like a doppelganger of Luke Skywalker, right. and then they get transported to like a different dimension, and that's how it ends. And there's there's no uh... <laughs> that that was probably the original ending, and later Lucas was like, uh, "You're out." Honestly, I would love to see Star Wars Episode Six Firewalk with me. I I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, for yeah, for those of you who don't know, David Lynch directed Twin Peaks, um, Elephant Man, Eraser Head, some of the weirdest movies you'll ever oh, yeah. ever see. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, David Lynch said, you know. I respect George Lucas, but this, I, I really can't direct a Star Wars movie. I, I, my films are just way too weird for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going into episode six, um, this was, this was the one that, uh, I remember like when I was first introduced to them or to the, the Star Wars films, uh, I was like, oh, I, I wonder what Darth Vader looks like under his mask. And we, we got to see a little bit of that in episode five where we get to see the back of his head and, and he's like all damaged. And you're like, oh, I wonder what happened there. And then episode episode yep. six, I remember um, after we watched episode five, uh, my dad said, oh, there, there's another Star Wars film we have to watch. And that's Return of the Jedi. And this is the one where you get to see what Darth Vader looks like. And I was like, oh, I, I got to watch that movie. So, uh, yeah, so um, that's how it ends. You know, he, they take his, his mask off and he's just all burnt up. And you're like, oh, man, that, there must be a story there. And that makes you excited to watch the prequels if you're watching them uh, in the order that yep. they were made. Um, but, yeah, I remember I, I think this is th this is the film. I think when I first watched it, it was probably like my least favorite of the three movies. I still loved it, but I, I, I like um I've, I always like episode five the most out of the original mm. three movies. Um, but this is where we get introduced to uh, uh, the Ewoks, yeah. which are little teddy bear soldiers that uh, <laughs> they, they made a, um, they made two made for TV movies about the Ewoks, which I don't know if you guys have seen those. I bought the DVD of them. Um, it's worth checking out. There's Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. Uh, they're terrible films, but uh, I enjoy them. <laughs> and there's also a Ewoks animated series. So Ewoks, Ewoks were the thing in 1983. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to uh, <laughs> let uh, Matthew and Brandon and and Tyler talk about the movie. So. Uh, Matthew, yeah, go on. Uh, say what some of your thoughts about uh, Return of the Jedi. Well, as a kid, this was probably my favorite one out of all of them. I just love the beginning scene of, uh, you know, C-3PO and R2-D2 going into Jabba's palace and all that. And you get to see, like, just the gangster life in space with all these aliens and the music. And you see, like, that blue lady dancing who's probably a stripper <laughs> or a hooker, you know, slave. <laughs> Um, yeah, I always, oh, always have the hots for hers, and when she gets eaten up, I'm always sad. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> um, uh, I also uh, one thing I love about this film 
is just again the beginning because again in uh, Empire Strikes Back it ends on such a sad note you know Luke gets his hand cut off and he's left for dead and Han Solo you know he gets you know put into the carbonite freezing chamber now in the beginning of this film you know after R2 and uh, C-3PO come and they meet Jabba Luke Skywalker comes being the most ultimate badass Jedi Knight of all time like he is just I mean I know with the Disney films, Ray's like OP, and you know she's. She, but I mean, with Luke, you know he didn't start off being this amazing Jedi. You know he started from like being a nobody kid who saves you know the planet, and later he gets his arm cut off and he almost gets killed in the previous film. But in this movie, he's trained enough so that he's like the ultimate badass Jedi Knight, and he shows it. You know in Jabba's palace, you know. Um, with the fight scenes that happen in there when they're in the sand and the Sarlacc pit and all that kind of stuff. Like it's just super epic. I just love, I love the beginning scene of this film. I know some people, you know, they don't really like it, but I, I absolutely love it all. Um, I also, one thing is a huge shocker. I know it's a huge shock to many people and they find out that uh, Luke and Darth Vader are father and son or son and father. But another thing that gets, shown and revealed in this film is that Luke Skywalker is the brother of Princess Leia. They are siblings. Yep. It is first introduced in this film because I remember there's a scene where um, he mentions it to Leia because they, they have a bond of the Force and that's also when you are introduced and you're known with, as an audience member that Leia also has the Force. She may not sh- have shown it like through like Force abilities but you, she can sense Luke from a far off distance that he's in trouble or he needs help or things like that. She's she she has that in her. Um, which and later you actually finally get to see Han and Leia, you know, reunites and when she rescues him, risking her own life, going to Jabba's palace. And later they they're kissing and later she reveals that uh, she has something important to tell Han Solo about Luke and he's like, oh no, and she's like. They're siblings, and later everything's okay. And then he's like, has a look in his face, like, what the? Hell? <laughs> <laughs> this is priceless. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, it's and later the ultimate battle at the end with Darth Vader and Luke, and later the Emperor. Like that was such an emotional part of the film that you know like i i just it got to me on such an an emotional level you know a father and a son like fighting each other to the death and later the son going to be killed by you know an outer force by the emperor and later the father risking his own life to protect his own son and not he's not trying to look for redemption for his past sins but he knows what he must do and you know family first and he'll do anything to protect his own children exactly for the group. i always love that scene where um uh, Lu- uh luke is just you know he, he just battling darth vader and then he eventually slices his hand off and then he looks at his hand and he sees that there's wires coming out so and then luke like looks at his hand oh, and you, you can see that oh wow yeah. my father started out just like me and th- this is where he ended up. Like, if I continue down this path, like, I will eventually end up like my father. I think that's, like, one of the most powerful scenes in the movie. Oh, yeah. 
that that whole lightsaber yeah. battles is one of one of the best uh, Star Wars moments of, of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my favorite uh, my favorite phrase in the in the Return of the Jedi is the part where uh, Luke has just uh, Darth Vader has just thrown Emperor Palpatine down like the shaft and he dies and blows up, and Luke comes over to him and uh, and uh, takes off his helmet, and when he looks Darth Vader in the eyes, his father, he's like. Now this is pottery scene. <laughs> no, oh my god! <laughs> evil, evil bastard. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, but yeah, I, I do. I love this film. It's such a great Star Wars movie. It's a per, it's a great conclusion. It's not a perfect film by any means, but it's a very entertaining one, and I think it's a fitting conclusion at the end of the movie. So I really love this film. Well said. All right. Um, okay, Brandon, your turn. Well. This is my favorite Star Wars movie. Like, like I remember this movie was like, like I watched it today, and even when I was six, this movie which just blew my mind. Like, I, I I watch this movie like all day. Like, I don't know, I know it's not perfect. No movie is perfect, but this is easily my favorite Star Wars movie. I remember, I remember when Luke first um, like it was incredible when when R two D two threw his lightsaber. I was like, oh, here comes his blue lightsaber. But then when he when he reveals his green, I remember I I remember I jumped off my seat. I was like, "What? Like I want that now!" Like I don't know yep. why the green color was was amazing. I wanted that lightsaber so bad. Like I think green is the the best best uh, lightsaber color. Like that blew my mind. I remember I I, I keep rewinding that part when he because like, like I don't know that, that I revealed it was green and I was like that was amazing. Cause I thought I cause coming off guard, I thought it would be the, the same blue one, but then we keep green. Uh, I remember like, what they come in green now? <laughs> they fly now? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> they fly now. Oh, let's not go there yet. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> and then I remember, like, and then I remember, and remember, um, when he goes by the Yoda, and then he's dying. I was, I was like all sad. Like, I was like, no, not the Muppets. Don't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I understand. I understand why he died. And then, wait, we went to Obi Wan. Like, technically, like, I think Lauren said earlier that he lied to him. Like, technically, he didn't lie. Like, Darth Vader did. From a certain I, point of view. <laughs> yeah. Technically, through like Darth Vader did kill Anakin. Technically. But I mean, when you watch when you watch Episode Five for the first time and you reflect back right. to Episode <laughs> Four, you're like, like, wait a minute. He said that Darth Vader killed his father. Oh, yeah. Um, it was like it's like what? So did he lie? And he, those were some of the thoughts like going through your head. And then this is where in episode six he says like, "Well, what I did say was true," you know, from a certain point of view yeah. and and all that. So uh, yeah, he technically didn't lie, but uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> uh, it, it makes you wonder. <laughs> right, and then I yeah. then uh, and, and then the Ewoks Ewoks came out, and they're my favorite characters. I don't know. They were just so cute. And I, remember, I remember I had toys with them, too. But after I watched that movie, I asked my mom for toys of Ewoks and, and Wookiees, of course. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then oh nice. my, and then here comes the, the, the best space battle I've ever seen. Still this day, it's still the best space battle ever. Like, that space battle, I can, I can watch it, like, so many times, and it never gets older. And it's crazy, too. That movie came out in 1983, and it's Amazing how no other Star Wars movie has topped that space battle. Like, like they tried. Like Rogue One came close. Rogue yep. One came close, but Episode Six space battle it can't be topped for me. 
And then I remember, like, and earlier I said that Obi-Wan was the grandpa everybody wanted. Well, here comes the grandpa that nobody wanted. <laughs> Darth Sidious. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember, and then I remember that um, when Darth Sidious and Darth Vader and Luke are all in one scene, that just was incredible. Because Luke was my favorite hero. Darth Vader was my favorite villain. And then this guy, he, this evil grandpa, which I used to call him when I was young. Was all in one scene. Like that scene was just, you could not take your eye off the screen because all three of them were dynamic characters. So every word they said and everything they did was like, you couldn't take your eye off the screen because it was just amazing. You couldn't afford to miss anything. And then the lightsaber battle comes in, and oh my, Darth Vader is such a dick. <laughs> He's like, spec down, I am unarmed, <laughs> do it. And then when he does it, Darth Vader blocks up, like, haha, I fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was like, I can feel your anger. <laughs> I remember, I remember being, I remember, I remember saying like, "Oh man, that was such a recess thing to do." Like, say something and then just say something, and then do something opposite. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember, and then also when Luke was dying, I actually thought Luke was gonna die uh, when I first watched it. I felt like, "Wow, they're gonna kill Luke!" I, 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 and then with Darth, because I, I didn't think Darth Vader was gonna help him. I, I thought Darth Vader was a villain. And then when he helped him, I was like blown away. I was like, "What? When did the villain turn good?" Uh, like I, I didn't think that was possible. So I thought Luke was actually gonna die, and I was about, to, I was about to, like be all sad and everything. And then when Darth Vader saves him, I was just mind blowing. I've never seen it before a villain help helped out a good guy. And I remember, I remember, yeah. um, I teared up when when Darth Vader removed his helmet. And they were talking for the last time uh, before he died. I never teared up for the movie so I was like wait what's happening to me what's this what's this wet stuff in my cheeks <laughs> <laughs> I never I, I've never teared up in a movie before and I was, I was like that's my first movie I've ever teared up on and, and also too a fun fact too earlier when he when Luke says it too was like I knew once you were Anakin Skywalker my father I was like wait a minute Anakin Skywalker I think sounds familiar and I thought about it I was like wait a minute is that the little kid from episode one yeah, little Annie. <laughs> I remember. I was like, "Wait, what?" I remember. I, was, I, I, I even, took, I even like. I remember. I, I, um, I took the VHS off and I put in episode one real quick, and then I, I rewind, I reforward it. Oh wait, no, it was the ending, so I rewind it and I checked. Yeah, that was Anakin. I was like, "Oh, I just got spoiled." <laughs> I did because I, I, at that moment, I knew what was gonna happen in episode two and three. Like I knew he was gonna become Darth Vader eventually. So is Jingle all, is Jingle all the way a Star Wars prequel? down <laughs> God, God damn it, Matthew! <laughs> yeah, and then and then the yeah, and then, so that, that was that was hilarious. I me- I still remember that. I, I took out episode six and I put it episode one, which you you probably would never hear ever again. Huh? <laughs> so yeah, that, that was that was amazing <laughs> that I found out that that Anakin, that little kid, turned into Darth Vader. So that so that's why I was so hyped up for Episode Two because I was like, wait a minute, how does that little kid become Darth Vader? So I was, I was so hyped for Episode Two, but then when Episode Two came out, yeah, yeah, it was it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, um. This is mm-hmm. my all-time favorite movie. Um, I love 
like I said last last episode, I never really had a, like a father figure in my life, but this film brought me into that level where father and son, even though they're fighting, and you get the rekindle at the last moment. And to me, um, a lot of people didn't really know what Return of the Jedi meant at that time. They thought it was you know Luke returning, you know, as a Jedi, you know, master, and you know, and fighting Vader and a lot of people didn't know that, you know, as, as soon as I certain heard like Return of the Jedi and I watched four or five back, back to back again. And then I'm like, OK, it's it's Vader. Vader is, you know, the Jedi that was going to be the Messiah <laughs> of all, you know, mm-hmm. to return. And I was like, OK, I, I, I get the meaning of it, because a lot of people were like I said, a lot of people thought it was Luke. That was the the Jedi to return, and to me, that like I said, this is my all time favorite film, and you know the the fighting scene that that just brings me. It, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about the fight in my head, and that fight is by far mm-hmm. the best fight of both of them. Uh, the space battle, uh, I I agree with you, Brandon. The space battle of, you know. Everybody fight. It's just so iconic, and Lando, you know, destroying the power of the the shield, and well, not the shield, yeah. the uh, the Death Star in a way, and it it's just so awesome seeing the space battle. And then uh, Darth Sidious was the person that I really <laughs> really hated in this film, and then as you know years to come when we watch the prequels, I was like, I kind of actually like his character a lot. You know, it, it got me a little soft spot for his character. But in, in this film, as a kid, I yeah. hated him. Like, I hated him for a passion. I was like, I want somebody to, to kill him already. <laughs> well, I <got> your wish. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the love angle between Han and Leia was was spot on. I knew for the moment when, you know, they first mm-hmm. kissed, I'm like, yeah, they're going to be together. And that little moment was like, yeah, he, uh, Luke is my brother. And I'm, <laughs> he's like, nice. oh, 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 okay. Like, Wait so, a minute. We're good, Big right? kiss. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you two kiss? <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Actually, uh, going into the, uh, uh brother and sister element of this movie with uh, uh, Luke and Leia. There's a uh, one line in this movie that um, people think created a plot hole for the prequels. And that's where uh, uh, Luke asks Leia, uh, can you remember anything about your, your real mother? And she says, I can only remember her face. It, something like that. Um, and, then, and then Luke says, uh, uh, I, you know, I can't remember her or I can't remember my mother at all. Uh, a lot of people said, like, well, how can they remember her? Or how can Leia remember Padme? You know, she because she was just a baby when, when Padme died. There is actually a passage in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, which I read when I was, um, I read this novel, like, when the, the Revenge of the Sith came out. And I, I found my old copy of the book here. I'm actually going to read the passage. It's just a, a little sentence that actually explains that plot hole that people always bring up. Uh, but it, it doesn't. It kind of makes sense. It kind of doesn't. So I'll let I'll let you guys think. Um, I'll, or have you, you guys uh, uh, talk about it when you. So the passage goes. Um, unlike her brother, 
this baby's eyes were wide uh, were wide open, mm-hmm. and she stared in Padme's direction as if she wanted to see and memorize her face. So if you watch Revenge of the Sith, um, when Luke is born, his eyes are closed, and uh, Leia's eyes were open when she was born. So that's how Luke cannot uh, remember Padme, but um, Leia can, even though they were just babies. But So it kind of makes sense, kind of doesn't. Um, if you want an explanation, that's it. That's the best explanation we're going to get. <laughs> I want to consider as lazy. Like, that makes sense. Also, too, for, it makes sense. Like, it it kind of does make sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people need to remember, like, they're not normal babies. They're, they're, they're forced. They're very force sensitive babies. So I, I, would, mm-hmm. I, would, I would, I would not be shocked if just by looking, just by having your eyes open as an infant, seeing your mother, like right, right there, like you remember that face. For the rest of- this is a film franchise about space wizards. <laughs> like that should not be. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have people just nitpick. Yeah, prequels like just because it's like it was fun to do back then, but now people exactly. Are, but now people are like, oh, I, actually, the prequels. I think the prequels are better than the Disney trilogy. <laughs> One thing um I think would have made uh the, this last film um the sixth film great is the scene where you know. Um, Leia's with Han, and later she told she, she you know she's getting romantic with him, and later she mentions Luke, and he's like, uh. Hey. And later she's like, it's it's cool, he's my brother, and he's like, what? And they kiss. It would be funny if right after she says that, like, she's like, and Han, and Darth Vader's my dad, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> and my father also built C-3PO and he's like, okay, this is getting way too weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he Wait, traveled what? around with R2-D2. <laughs> okay. that, that would be hilarious. One thing we all we also forgot uh, is uh, King, King 3PO. Remember? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Ewoks, uh, they, they idolize uh, C-3PO. Yeah, he's a golden god to them. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I love the part where Luke says like three PO tell them like if you don't release us you will use your powers against them. He's like what? I can't tell them that. And then he just starts making C three PO float in the air, and they're all like, "Oh man, we better." <laughs> I thought that scene was such. It was so funny, but it yeah. was so classic because Luke is like. All right, just stay calm. Just you know, do what you need to do. Do what I tell you yeah. to do. I, honestly, I think episode six makes me laugh the most. That's the Star Wars movie that makes me laugh the most. It's one of the funniest of the series. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, one thing also that number or episode six produced, which is so memorable, is the Yub Yub oh. song, which yep, yep. Um, they replaced with a different. Yeah, they replaced with a different song in the um, uh, special editions. Yeah. I don't know how to feel yeah, about I, that, I, but I yeah, no, the Yubnub is definitely a classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, oh yeah, one more thing. Yeah, any... I got super sad when uh, when all the Ewoks are dying, but then they show exa- a, a, a specific scene where two Ewoks are running, and then one they get shot, one dies, and the other one try to wake it up. That's so sad for me. Oh no! Little, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> It reminded me. I was, like, I was like getting flashbacks to Lion King when that part happened. <laughs> Mufasa, get up! We gotta go. And then you find out no. that Mufasa is Darth Vader. 
True. I forgot about that. (laughs) I have one question for all of you guys because I know we are we're kind of completing this all up. Now I want to ask each and every one of you this question: Is Darth Vader at the end of this film redeemed as a character, or is he not? Does he deserve to become that Jedi ghost at the end of the film? Oh yeah, he he deserves it. As as uh, Tyler said, this is the return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Like he, even though it it took um. Even though he went to the dark side, he he still is the chosen one. He he is the prophecy is be, is being fulfilled. So he is returning uh, to the Jedi, and yeah, it, it's honestly it's it's one of the the best scenes. Like to see um, Obi Wan and in, in uh, Anakin and Yoda, like they're all ghosts together. They're all standing there, and um, yeah, just what you know when you watch the prequels, it makes that scene even even more powerful. Um, because you know they were friends, and then they became mortal enemies, and then now they're they're friends again. It's it's the whole tro- the whole saga is like being wrapped up in this yeah. movie, and it's great scene. Yeah. For me, great. Yeah, for me, he gets re- yeah he gets redeemed for me because people gotta remember like there was oh, there's over a hundred Jedi's and only two only two Siths. So the Force like the the prophecy was. He was going to bring balance to the force. Unfortunately, to bring balance to the force, there has, there has to be equal Sith and equal Jedi. So that's why there's over a hundred Jedi's and only two Sith Lords. So that's why Order sixty six happened. So technically, Order sixty six did bring balance to the force because it short like it took down all the Jedi's and there's only like a little bit left. So the prophecy came true, but it just wasn't the one that people wanted though. So technically, he did bring it back to the forest because there was yeah. many Jedi's, but then there's only a few now, and then now it was because now it's considered balanced now. Uh, for me, yes, he uh, Vader or Anakin does mm-hmm. get redeemed by me. Um, yeah, like I said, it's the return of the Jedi, and um, Anakin fulfilled the prophecy, and he's you know the chosen one, and he brought balance, and now. He's passing it over to to Luke, and that's why he, you know, gave him his blessing, saying like you you're gonna be the best warrior and the best Jedi. Like, not like words, but like with mm-hmm. feeling. Because when he said let me let me look at you with my own eyes, that just shows like I'm gonna be trusting you to take over and mm-hmm. bring balance to the Force. And I think that's. That's why I'm, re- you know, he does get redeemed. Mm-hmm. Now I have a question for you guys. Um, maybe this is something that might have slipped your mind as younger, because just just our minds. Now, throughout the Star Wars films, we know James Earl Jones is the voice of Darth Vader. Now, when he takes off his mask at the end of this film, and he is a white guy, were you guys surprised or no? I never really thought uh, about it when that, I was that, younger. I just kind of yeah, I just thought it was like a, a mask that changed his voice. So I, I I guess it just kind of went over my head when I was younger. For me, I I, I thought it was like a James Earl Jones helmet. So I was like, oh okay. So but if I get the helmet, I sound like James. <laughs> <laughs> if you speak it, you yeah. sound like him. <laughs> it's a voice I changer. Say, I, was, I wasn't. It didn't shock me. I, I was I, when I was little. I was like, oh, it's just, oh cool. The helmet's a voice changer. So yeah, at that moment, at that moment, mm-hmm. I was like, I want, yeah. I want that helmet. 
I want to sound like James Earl Jones. <laughs> you think Darth Vader calls it his Mufasa mask? Right. <laughs> oh my god. When did like <laughs> Well, I like well the reason why I mention it is because I believe it's in the movie Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Chris Rock mentions the fact in Star Wars how Darth Vader, the most badass mother effer in the galaxy is a black man but in the movie they change it to a white man <laughs> so they had <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean for for me um as a kid I wasn't like putting one and one together or yeah one and one together cuz here's this iconic voice that I've I've heard mm-hmm. you know from the lion king and I see, you know, the helmet taken off. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really fit him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but, but now it's like, yeah, that, it, it's that's definitely not James Earl Jones. You don't, right. you don't disrespect <laughs> my man like that. Yeah. <laughs> now at the now at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi again, you have to refresh my memory. When it has like the Jedi in the background during the celebration in en- in Endor. Um, is does Obi Wan appear in, in there too with Darth yeah. Vader? Yeah. Obi Wan, uh, Yoda, and Anakin. Yep. The only difference now, was when um, the film first came out. the The guy who played Anakin um, with the mask off, uh, so you know, was yeah, Anakin. So that he was the the actor who played Anakin as a Force ghost in the original version of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Then when um, right before Episode Three came out they got Hayden Christensen to play it. Yeah. And I guess the idea is that um like Darth Vader was so disfigured and so um he just became like such a different person from like who Anakin was and then this was like him returning to the uh like when he was good, which was in episode three. That's what he that's what he the looks younger. like um in episode three. Um but then with that said, it's like, why can't Obi-Wan just choose to look like Ewan McGregor? <laughs> <Where's it going? laughs> well, that's what I was, that was, I was going to make that statement. Like, imagine Obi-Wan's like, you motherfucker, like, you're all young. Why can't I be young? Why do I have to well, be an old hermit? <laughs> here's what uh, makes sense to me. Like, I accepted this a long time ago was because in episode three, Yoda even says himself, like, the boy you train, gone he is, replaced by Darth Vader. Like, for episode three, that's where Anakin technically dies. And so that, yeah. that, that's why when he's a force ghost, he's he's young again because exactly. Anakin died yeah. at, a, at a young age. He died episode yeah. three. That was the last time we saw Anakin because and he was replaced by Darth Vader. And, and, and Obi Wan Kenobi, the reason he's not young because he died in the old age. That's what. That, that's where mm-hmm. I learned learned to accept that a long time ago. I was like, yeah, like like, yeah. like if Yoda yeah. says it, then <clears throat> then it makes sense. Now how would yeah. now how would the 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 how would have the fifth and sixth film been different if Obi Wan Kenobi purposely did not kill uh, let himself be killed in the fourth film? How do you think his role would have impacted the fifth and maybe the sixth? Oh man, film? well they probably wouldn't uh, go to Dagobah. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a hard question. Like honestly, I think he wanted I, to die though. No, I know he did because that's why he he died the way he did because he he knew Luke was like supposed to fulfill like you know because he knew Darth Vader Anakin was long gone and he knew that the only way for, to bring Darth Vader back to the light would be through his son. 
So, which is why I'm guessing why he sacrificed himself. But I'm just thinking, like, what if he didn't do that? If, like, how would have his character evolved and changed or impacted future films? That's actually, I mean, I don't, I don't expect you guys to answer it, but I think it's a good question to leave off this end of the podcast with. Like, that is a good, a good question. Thing. Put it on What's the that? social media, Lauren. Ask everybody. I will. Everybody. I will actually. I'll put up a uh, tonight. I'll put up a question. Um, one of those questionnaires, so people can can uh, ask that and uh, answer the question. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, before we end the episode, guys, um, just a quick question. Um, since since Matthew said uh, last episode, who's your guys' favorite characters, you know, from the prequels? But I'm going to tell you guys, pick two of your favorite characters throughout this whole, you know, this saga between four okay. and six. Okay. All right. Four so- all the way through six. So two two characters from all three of these movies. Okay, so um, I one of them I already mentioned earlier. I gotta go with Lando. He's just one of the coolest dudes in cinema history. This is just like one of the (laughs) coolest guys you'll ever meet. I just love. He just has like a whole city to himself. That's just like I don't know. I've always loved him when I was younger. Um, Then there was. Uh, let's see who else would I? Yeah, I gotta go with Vader. I, I just gotta go with Vader, of course. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest villains of all time. Um, and obviously, you know, he's the chosen one. He's a. Uh, you are the chosen one. You are the chosen. You are my brother. <laughs> uh, I just love his story, and I especially love his his redemption. It's um, it's it's just a powerful story, especially when you put. The prequel trilogy and the se- uh, the um not the sequels the original trilogy together. <laughs> um, it's the uh, it's they go they yeah. yeah they go together perfectly and it's you, you really get to see the the full story arc of uh Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. So for me, Lando and uh, Darth Vader. Matthew. Um. Well, I mentioned the first one. So one of my favorites is Darth Vader through all three films. He's just the ultimate badass. So cool. I love. I would always try to buy a Darth Vader toy when I was a young kid, or I'd try to cry to my parents to buy me one. Number two might be a little shocker, but he appears in the sixth film, and he's a very, very, very minor character. He is Jabba the Hutt's little little pet, the little <laughs> freaking little bird rat character. He's like. <laughs> I love that mother. I love that dude. He's just—I don't know—he's ugly, but he's cute. I want to add one more character that I like, and that is the um, extra in Return of the Jedi that says, "You rabbit scum." That's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so Matthew, wait, so what was your reaction yeah. to um, the Mandalorian episode where it shows them barbecuing that that little that little guy? <laughs> I, I, I wanted to try one. <laughs> I'd be crying. I'd be crying by while while eating it. You know, <laughs> you're so delicious. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and oh, Brandon, for me, I think no, no, without a doubt, it's Luke and Darth Vader. Like their chemistry together was is incredible. And also Darth Vader, he was he was he was the goat. Of movie villains, but uh, but for me, he he was replaced by Thanos, and then Luke. Uh, he was just my favorite um hero until until Spy- until I was introduced. To, he was my favorite hero and, until I was introduced to Spider Man. So that's how big Luke was to me. 
And for me, um, I I gotta go with, you know, my boy Lando. You know, he's just one of those characters that you want to sit down, and have a beer with, or hey, you know, have a joint with some with with him. So, <laughs> but um, Lando, it's obviously Lando, mm-hmm. and it's obviously Darth Vader. Um, if I had to pick a third, it'll probably be Luke. But it, it's those two, Lando and Vader, mm-hmm. are like my all-time favorite and i vader's just it's vader like you can't once you say darth vader it's like okay that's that's the pinnacle like of all like villains or like if you consider him as a hero in right. my eyes but <laughs> but those those are my characters that are my favorites okay. and other than that guys uh before we end the podcast lauren once again what is the social the instagram page is f2 the end podcast and we will be posting stuff regularly, regularly. So uh, keep a lookout for that. And Matthew, again, where can people find us and listen to us? At? You can find and listen to us on the Anchor app, on Google and Apple's podcast, as well as Spotify. Awesome. And I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. Next week is a... Boom.